Hello and welcome to Grace in the Marketplace. My name is Tafara Butai. Did you know that God is inside Kairos moments, divine connections, favor, unmerited strength for his children, for the marketplace? I like to call all of this God's grace in the marketplace. And so on this podcast, that's what we're going to be talking about and many other subjects. So let's check out today's podcast. Praise the Lord. Oh, man, I want to take this opportunity to welcome all of you to uh, yet another episode of Grace in the Marketplace Wednesdays. Man, we're going to be doing this uh, uh, throughout the winter season. And so our last uh, broadcast is going to be on the last uh, Wednesday of the month of July. But I just want to take this opportunity to welcome all of you guys who have joined us. Uh, on this uh, Grace in the Marketplace uh, broadcast. One of the things uh, we always like for people to know is that God has a plan for you and his plan for you is prosperity. Uh, If you read uh, scripture in Genesis chapter number one, I like to read that particular verse in the the message Bible. Uh, It speaks of how God created a man uh, in his image, and he says, then God blessed them, and it puts an open inverted commas, and you begin to read the very first words that the master spoke to mankind, and the very first word God said to mankind was prosper, and uh, I mean, he could have said uh, rapture, he could have said uh, hang in there, he could have said uh, struggle, but God didn't say any of that, he said prosper, uh, so God is God, is, is, uh, prosperity is God's original plan for mankind. Uh, God has prosperity in his mind when he thinks of you. He reiterated it again in Jeremiah 29, 11. He says, I have a plan for you. And this plan is not to harm you. Uh, this plan is to prosper you. And this plan is to give you uh, hope and a future. Other visions of the Bible say this plan is to give you an expected end. And uh, the NIV says this plan is to prosper you. Uh, Third John chapter number one, verse two, he says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. And I know some of you are looking around uh, during this lockdown, COVID-19 in 2020, and you're wondering, is this true uh, of me? Well, I'm telling you, God's mind towards you has not changed. God's Uh, a a mindset of prosperity. God's heart of prosperity towards you has not changed. God still wants you to prosper. And so tonight we have a special guest, uh, one of my good friends all the way from uh, uh, across the pond. Uh, He lives in uh, Toronto, uh, Canada with his beautiful wife, uh, my good friend Moses Akingbade. Did I say it right, brother? (laughs) That's right. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. And I know Tafara. it's uh, 12 noon right now in uh, Toronto, Canada, and it looks like you guys have uh, a beautiful day uh, behind you. I can see the sun shining and uh, congratulations on that. Yes. I know you have 200 of them that are not as bright. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, thank you so much, Pastor Safara. We're having a great weather here. Um, uh, it's a great day to be outside and, and so on. But it's so, such a blessing to be with you on this broadcast and really appreciate what God is doing 
through you guys um, in South Africa and beyond across the world as well. You know, so Amen. such a privilege. Praise the Lord. Here. Praise the Lord. And before we jump in, uh, I'm just going to read uh, uh, Moses' bio for you guys to know exactly who this amazingly gifted, uh, powerful man of God is uh, coming from Toronto, Canada. Uh, by the way, congratulations for winning the NBA championship last year. I know we didn't get to send our congratulations. <laughs> it was a party. my year. Golden State Warriors. <laughs> yeah, I know. We were having that chat last year. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a big celebration here, I tell you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and so Moses Akimbade is the lead pastor of New Creation Church, a church committed to the propagation of the new uh, Testament truths and uh, empowering people to discover, uh, receive, and experience God's life through Christ Jesus. For over two decades, he has taught God's word with simplicity, grace, and power. So, brothers and sisters, why don't you help me uh, at this moment as we welcome my friend, my brother, all the way from Canada, uh, Moses Akimbade? Come on, hit the like button, hit the hearts. <laughs> Show your love, brothers and sisters. And uh, so, Moses, welcome to Grace in the Marketplace. And uh, before we even get into it, uh, uh, first of all, uh, we're in a lockdown here in South Africa. A lot of people are in despair. A lot of people are they just looking at the future with uh, such dread because they're not there in uncertainty. Uh, mm -hmm. What's your message uh, during this season uh, to the body of Christ? Yeah. Uh, thank you so much again thank you for the great work that you guys are doing in faith hill church um you know god has so much still in stock and uh we're excited to hear the reports of what god is doing in you and in south africa and we give god praise for it and uh my message for the body of christ is 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 the same that god has been confirming to us over and over again i believe that the body of christ is coming out of this pandemic stronger than we went in you know as soon as this thing started uh, happening the first thing that the lord just impressed on our heart is we got a, a number of people in our congregation praying together every day one of the things that the lord just impressed on our heart is that the body of christ is coming out stronger than we went in and the lord gave us a word that is it's um is putting a door in front of us that no man can shut and I believe that very strongly. And we're seeing it already beginning to happen. Even teaching and preaching is getting better and stronger and more access to the word of God. I am, I am convinced that we're coming out of this stronger than we went in. And I also believe that the same principle of faith is still what we need to hold on to. Just because the circumstances are different. Just because the circumstances, you know, in our generation, we've never faced anything like this on a global scale. You know, our grandparents' generation went through the Second War and all of those type of things. We never actually have been through a global scale hardship. There are localized hardship that's been experienced. You know, so there's always somewhere where you can run to. <laughs> you know, if there's hard here, there's always a hope that if I can make it somewhere else, it might be better. But the Lord wanted us to be sure of this thing, that it is still the same principle of faith. That when, when the scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 says, God is able to make all grace abound towards you, so that you always 
having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. That was not written in good times. That was not a scripture that was written to Christians only in America. These were scriptures written to Christians in an environment where they were being fed to lions and there was extreme persecution. In one of Paul's letter to the Corinthians, in the first letter to the Corinthians, it says it's better for them not to even get married because of how hard things were. Yet grace still abounds towards them so that they have everything they need to do everything that God wants them to do. And we, uh, we access those things by faith. So my message to the body of Christ is we continue to walk by faith, not by sight. And we believe a God that can supply even when everything is locked down. Even if it means that he rains manna down from heaven, he will have, he will do whatever it is to get us what we need to do his will. Praise the Lord, man. That's a powerful word, Pastor. And, uh, you know, Second Corinthians uh, 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 chapter number uh, 9, verse 8 is, is really powerful. And, uh, you know, it talks about God, you know, making all grace, not some grace, mm -hmm. uh, all of it, all grace to abound toward us uh, that we always having uh, all sufficiency in all things may abound unto every good work. And I like how you phrase it. You say we can begin to release this uh, by faith and in, yes. into our lives. And so what are some of the principles of faith that we can begin to practice uh, even while we're on lockdown or even, you know, we should have been practicing these principles of faith as a lifestyle, I believe, you know, all along Second Corinthians 5, 7 says we walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, but what are some of these faith principles that can help us uh, begin to access, you know, uh, this grace uh, during such a pandemic, a global pandemic? Yeah, I, I think one of the, the uh, thank you. Uh, I think one of the things that we are, uh, the, the Lord's been showing us and, and helping us to encourage our people on is that don't underestimate what God can do. Don't mm -hmm. underestimate what God can do. And it's not, it's not a flashy sermon. It's not something to get people excited. It's just the truth. Remember in, uh, I think it was second King. Uh, let me see. I think it was second King chapter seven or chapter four. Uh, for where there was um, Elisha, uh, the, 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 the children of Israel have been, uh, th there's a siege where they were literally in an economic lockdown. Yeah. You know, the, the Syrian army had come and they have surrounded Israel and they can't go out or come in. That means the borders are closed. That means, you know, it, it, things became really bad economically. They were doing unspeakable things just to survive. And uh, when Elisha gave a word, right? Elisha said, tomorrow, this is what's gonna happen. Everything is gonna be so abundantly cheap. Prosperity is gonna be so abundant that you would need, it would almost need to be paid to take it away. You know, uh, it's gonna be so good. And somebody didn't believe it. So, well, would God, even if God were to open one of the, one of the ministers, one of the Lord's, uh, that sits next to the king said, even if the Lord were to open the window of heaven, this is not gonna, going to happen. And Elisha mm -hmm. said, well, you will see it with your eyes, yeah. but you wouldn't experience it. Mm -hmm. He underestimated what God can do. Mm -hmm. 
you know, one of the first thing we need to be rested in is that God be assured of God's ability to be with us in trouble, to take care of us and to take us exactly where we need to be. And if we submit ourselves to that and we understand that God is our source, is our source of wisdom, is our source of supernatural supply, is our source of increase, then we, we, we esteem him higher than the circumstances. We esteem him higher than the challenges that are facing us. So in the middle of this pandemic, we continue to do the same thing. Say, thank you, Father, that the economy is not my source. The stock market is not my source. You are my source. You know, in Psalm 121, it says, you know, I will lift up my eyes to the hills yeah. from where comes my help. What it's saying is I'm going to magnify God. I'm going to set my focus on God and his ability to supply my needs. And he will always come through, uh, come through for me. And that's really one of the first principles of faith. Many times we look, it doesn't matter whether money is coming in or money is not coming in. Jen and I will look at ourselves and say, you know what, Father, we thank you that you are our source. Not underestimating what God can do, estimating mm. what he can do, estimating him as the one who makes provision available for us. So that's one of the first principles of faith that we, 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 we do. And the second and I like thing that. is... Before you go to the second principle, I like that because it's connected to worship. You know, yes. you know in worship, actually, we esteem God. We make God bigger uh, yes. than our problems. And one of the things uh, that I like about that story that you just said of the four... Shared, uh, then the four lepers went and we know got the breakthrough for the nation of mm -hmm. Israel... Uh, and the poor bearer to the king who had said this will never happen, he saw it with his eyes, but yeah. it didn't happen in his life. And one of the things I always tell people is that uh, not believing the promises of God will not stop them from manifesting in someone else's life. It will just stop them from manifesting in your life. So true. I mean, you will see breakthrough everywhere. So what we're sharing here is not magic. It's not mysticism. It's real for those who will choose to believe in it. If you believe it, you can access it. If you don't believe it, uh, you're not going to be able to access it. So uh, if you're watching and you, you, know, you are in a place where you're saying, well, I don't want this kind of prosperity, don't worry. God is not going to force it on you. <laughs> it only goes to those who choose to uh, believe him, to esteem him. And uh, one of the things I, I, I heard you say, and I think it's powerful, is that we need to make God bigger than, than, than this situation and uh, really highly esteem him more than we esteem the, 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 the challenges that, are, that surround us. Okay, let's go quickly now to... Yeah, to, yeah. to and, and, and thanks, thanks for uh, going back to that, uh, uh, to that one point. And I just want to quickly clarify also. So that was from Second Kings chapter 7. And the, when they, when they, and how God is going to do it is less of a, of a, uh, is less important than our exalting God hmm. as our source. That it's so fundamentally important. If you think about it, the stock market and so on. If you put, put your uh, confidence in doing certain things, uh, you know, you're in the stock market and all of that. 
if that's where you, now I'm not saying don't go in the stock market. I'm saying if that's where your confidence is, yeah. then what's just happened in the last few months would have your emotions are going up and down and up and down. Yeah. But when you recognize that God is the source, He can use the stock market, He can use any other avenues, but you're looking at Him and depending on Him as your source. And that's really where, where, the, where the point is. And uh, when that provision came, God used four lepers to, uh, <laughs> to, to bring the good news about what is already made available. And now uh, I'm going to just stay on 2 Kings 7 a little bit longer. Do you realize that the economic lockdown that Israel experienced when those four lepers in 2 Kings 7 got to the Syrian camp, the, 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 the nation is on lockdown because, or Samaria was on lockdown because of the Syrian army outside the door. And I find it very interesting that when the lepers got there, there were nobody at the Syrian camp. <laughs> <laughs> It was an imaginary enemy. <laughs> it was an imaginary enemy. God had taken care of the Syrian army just like that. And they left and they left everything behind. You know, a lot of the things that we are paranoid about and worried about, they're actually nothing. When we get there, there was nobody there. There'll be nobody there. And that's the reality. And God brought the provision to the to 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 the lepers who brought the good news and the prosperity was abundant in Samaria. And that, and that leader didn't get to participate in it, right? The second thing I wanted to talk about is going back to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, where it says, God is able to make all grace abound towards you so that you always have an all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. And that's powerful. And um, it would have been awesome if it just said, God is able to make all grace abound towards you so that you have an all sufficiency. But it didn't say that. It said, so that you always have an all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. And it's really important that we recognize, and that coming from recognizing and exalting God higher than our situation, but recognizing that there's grace that God has made available. But see, everything that grace has provided, we laid on it by faith. What a lot of people don't recognize is they think that because you have it, you just go to bed and tomorrow morning is there. No, it's not. It, yeah. it's, you, you, you act in faith. You, you step out believing what God's word says concerning you, acting on what God's word says and staying in on the word throughout um, uh, and, and believing God. Uh, and that's really the approach we take when it comes to um, uh, exercising our faith and working it out in our situation. Does that make sense? It makes sense. It's really okay. good. I like it. So we grab a hold of it by, by faith. Uh, it's been given by grace and we grab a hold yeah. of it uh, by faith, by acting on what God uh, has already said, and by responding, I know uh, Billy Earhart says, you know, prosperity is not going to fall on your head like uh, ripe cherries falling off a tree. You know, you're going to have to go out and get it. You're going to have to go out and yes. and uh, appropriate uh, the 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 grace that God has already uh, released. You have now to grab a hold of it. definitely.
uh, makes a lot of sense. We, we need mm -hmm. to engage our faith and uh, step out of the boat if we're going to walk yeah. on water. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the one principle of, uh, that we, the, the Lord's just been showing us about it's, um, is from that story um, in 2 Kings chapter 4, where it was talking about one of the uh, widows of the sons of the prophet who had come to Elijah and said, hey, your servant, the prophet is dead. And now the, creditor, the creditors have come to take my children as slaves. And um, Elisha said, what do you have in the house? And Elisha said, uh, and the woman said, well, nothing but a jar of oil. Hmm. And I find that very interesting. You, the, 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 the answer we need in a situation is not always, and I'm not saying this, is not always far from us. It's, it's usually God asked Moses, what is in your hand? Come on. Just a rod. Right. You know, um, it, it, when you look at the, the, the principle, what you need is that jar of oil, that simple mm -hmm. jar of oil is what the woman had. And the answer that she needed was actually tied to the jar of oil that she had. The things mm -hmm. that we think of as insignificant in our lives, the things that to us is easy, it's common, it's okay, just me, just what I do all the time, nothing big about it. Often that's what God wants to breathe on so that his grace can work on those things. So you have a desire, maybe you have a desire for, for language and, and uh, the debate and you enjoy it and stuff like that. Well, there might be something in there that the Lord wants to breathe on that mm -hmm. will would bring you the increase you need. So, wow, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can do a lot of things there where God can can use you in that area. You might have a desire. You, you may have a skill. Maybe you don't like the skill, <laughs> but it's something mm -hmm. you learned over time and you have it. And God is a what is in your hand? You say, well, I don't have anything except mm -hmm. this thing. And God wants to use that to bring us the increase that he wants us to have. In the story of that widow, though, uh, uh, she was in debt, you know, the, the husband, you know, so you can be a spiritual person, a great person, because that man uh, had a testimony that he feared the Lord, but he yeah. was in poverty. He yeah. borrowed and borrowed and borrowed. And, uh, you know, when the creditors came back in those days, if you can't make good on your debt, they would take your children. That's how mm -hmm. it was back then. That was the collateral for the debt. And the, 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 the creditors have come to take his, the sons away. And, and Elisha says something very shocking. He says, go and borrow more. Wow. <laughs> and, the, and the word of God doesn't always make sense. What God wants us to do, now this is the New Testament. We're not talking about listening to uh, prophets telling us to do things, but we're talking about going by with the word of God. In the Old Testament, they, they needed Elisha to give them the word but yeah. we have the word of God sometimes what the word of God tells us to do does not mm -hmm. make sense how can I give when I'm mm -hmm. looking for money <laughs> how yeah. can I help somebody else when I when when I when I'm hungry I only have this bread to eat mm -hmm. but you know I'm gonna act in faith I'm gonna share it with somebody else you know mm -hmm. it doesn't always make sense so what God told that woman to do didn't make sense but she went and borrowed jars 
and they borrowed and borrowed jars. And as she poured the oil into the jars, it multiplied until wow. there was no more jars left. Mm -hmm. And the Lord showed me an illustration there and said, you need to borrow jars. Mm -hmm. You need to borrow as many jars as you can. Borrow mm -hmm. jars from everybody, anyone, just borrow jars. And what mm -hmm. are jars? Jars are things that I do to expand my capacity. Remember we talked about grace. Grace, God makes all grace abound towards us. But if I only have one jar wow. <laughs> in my house, that's wow. all that the grace can fill in. You know, yeah. some people, you know, you borrow jars. How do you do that? This loft now has presented a great capacity for expanding your jars. Come on. You can learn something on YouTube. You can yeah. learn a new skill. Yeah. You can learn about investment. You can look mm. at trends in real estate. Okay, how does it work? You can mm. you can call up people. They don't have anywhere to go. They'll be glad mm. you call them. But what are you doing? <laughs> you are expanding your capacity. That mm. woman had a jar of oil, but the jar of oil in itself wasn't enough to meet our needs. Mm. But when she borrowed mm. jars from her neighbors, she met somebody mm. on the street and said, uh, you, you got a jar you can lend me? She borrowed it. Everyone that could lend her a jar, she borrowed it. If somebody is willing to share something with me, maybe they don't even have the skills. To, maybe they don't even know enough uh, to talk uh, enough. Uh, maybe they don't even know as much as I do on the subject, mm. but they know an area of the subject. I'm listening. Talk to me. What are you Come telling on. me? Because I am committed to borrowing jars. And uh, I take everything that anybody says to me and I evaluate it. And if there's more that I need to clarify, I'm calling them back and learning. What, are, what, am, what Moses, why are you doing that? Because I'm borrowing jars. Hmm. Does that make Man, sense? that's powerful. Man, that's powerful. Uh, talk about increasing your capacity. I mean, that's very important. And uh, it, it takes a spirit of meekness, a spirit of... Uh, having this, this attitude of, 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 of learning, you know, an attitude, a teachable spirit uh, to, to actually expand and increase your jars and uh, just being open to, to, to wanting to, to learn more. I remember right at the beginning of uh, the lockdown, Chipo and I sat down and we said, you know what, uh, we need to improve the experience of our online church. So we're going to have to train ourselves how to be video editors. We're going to have to train ourselves how to be production uh, specialists, directors, or whatever it takes. And I mean, I remember the one time, man, I sat on the uh, computer and I only went to bed at like 3 a.m. in the morning. I mean, the next day I wasn't going anywhere. I'm on lockdown. So, you know, I could, I could do that. Uh, uh, and I couldn't do that in a normal world, but I could... Uh, during the lockdown. And because I did that, I managed to learn a few things of how to, uh, you know, edit videos. I've managed to learn a few things on how to produce uh, uh, a service online uh, with excellence. And it just took me going on to YouTube and having a teachable spirit, like you're saying. And I didn't even realize that that was borrowing jars from other mm. people, a little yeah. bit of knowledge that I can, I could get from other people. And um, I think it's one of the things that I would encourage a lot of young people uh, to, to do, just have a teachable spirit mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to uh, the marketplace, 
uh, have a teachable spirit when it comes to uh, diversifying, be open to diversify. You may be involved in one business, but maybe God wants to increase and enlarge your capacity and bring you into another business that you completely know nothing of. Uh, and yet there is this privilege that we can actually go out and borrow jars and increase our capacity. Man, yeah. that's powerful. Yeah. Any, any more principles for us before we take some questions? Guys, if you have any questions for uh, uh, Pastor Moses, please just slip them into the comment section. Uh, we're going to get to them in a moment before we uh, uh, wrap it up. Yeah, so um, uh, I'm just going to uh, wrap up uh, with, with this way. So first thing we, we need to remember is that God is our source. We look at God as our source, and we, we recognize that there's grace available. Now we start appropriating that grace by faith. Now, part of doing that is taking, because we're talking about, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's you know, even when it comes to healing for our bodies, we act it out. We act out where we, where we believe God uh, uh, to do in our body. Now, the same thing when it comes to our finances or our place in the marketplace is that we recognize that grace and we're increasing our capacity. Now, there are, the, and one of the ways to do that is borrowing jars and so on and, and expanding your capacity. But the other thing is you've got to be patient. You know, you got to uh, uh, be patient. And I want to clarify what patience means. Patience is the quality that does not surrender to circumstances wow. or succumb under trial. Come on. Right? So, you want to say it again? Is, you want to say it again so they can uh, write it down? <laughs> yes. <laughs> patience is not just giving in and say whatever would be, would be. It is, patience is the quality that does not surrender to circumstances or succumb under pressure. Does not surrender to circumstances or succumb under pressure or trial. And that's what we need to really be what God wants us to be. In the marketplace, everywhere, we need patience because you're walking by faith. You trust God as your source. You're doing everything you do to learn to increase your capacity. But sometimes you're doing the right thing, but the results you expect isn't showing up. Hmm. You want to remain the same. Don't cut corners. Don't surrender to circumstances and give up. Don't succumb under pressure. You know, the people may be wanting you to cut corners here and do something this way. Nothing goes through unless you do this or what. No, no. You want to remain the same. You don't surrender to circumstances. You keep your confession true and you keep your character uh, together and that's what patience does mm. amen and i believe that's why scripture tells us to not grow weary uh, yes. uh in doing good yes. uh, because he tells us you know that we will reap in due season if we faint not so Correct. this is the kind of patience that you are describing mm -hmm. uh if i hear you right it's it's the patience yes. that never uh, gives up. It's a patience that never faints. And the Apostle Paul says, uh, if we don't grow weary, we will, we will reap in due season. We'll reap. And we'll uh, reap. let me just say this. He's not a bad God investor. He's not a bad investor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not. We will reap in due season if we faint not. And so yes. this is this is powerful, brother. And, and uh, you know what? I'm, I really am uh, enjoying this, this uh, broadcast. 
before we go, I, I'm not seeing any questions here. My wife hasn't sent me any questions. Uh, but before we go, do you have any parting words that you may want to share with some of our marketplace uh, leaders who are on the uh, uh, call tonight? Just a word of encouragement. We still have about eight minutes. <laughs> okay, good. Before we wrap good. it up. Uh, yeah, again, you know, where you are, God placed you there. There's a place for you and you're doing what God wants you to do. Be satisfied in that and, uh, and focus. Don't, don't look at what somebody else is doing or how more effective somebody else is, except if you're borrowing jars from them. But don't, yeah. don't, let's not get into this measuring games and comparing ourselves okay. with ourselves, yeah. which is not wise, you know, but let us be focused on doing exactly what God wants us to do when he wants us to do it, where he wants us to do it, how he wants us to do it, and have that submission attitude. You know, some of the principle we're sharing today, it, it takes a, a heart of submission to go to somebody and learn something from them. I remember one time I, I went uh, in my, uh, in, in, a, in a company that where, where I work, I went into um, a, somebody who is more junior to me, but they work in a certain area um, that I wanted to know more about that area and they're the lead in that area. So I called the person and said, do you mind spending some time with me? And this individual was shocked that I would ask. I said, no, 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 it's, 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 it's just for me to learn what you're doing because this area impacts my work and I just want to know better about it. Now, it's not an area where I think I'm going to be the most, the best expert in, but it, that insight into what they do allowed me to be more successful in what I do. So that heart to be teachable, and it doesn't matter who the lesson is coming from. You Come just on. need to get the job. Don't worry about how they're dressed. Don't worry about anything else. Just get the job, borrow Come it, and, um, and let God fill it with the grace that's already available to you. Man, man, that's powerful. We have some questions that have just come in here, uh, quite a few of them. And so we're going to jump straight into uh, these questions. The first one here says, how do you shut out the noise during a time of crisis and focus on expanding your capacity? Yeah, and uh, I think one of the things, that's a very good question, because we're all uh, dealing with that um, today. Uh, there's very few instances where we're all sort of in the same exact boat at the same time. This is one of them. Um, yeah, the, the way we do that is the first principle. I will look, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from where comes my help. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Steadying ourselves on God and what he's able to do is and exalting them above what our circumstances are. Worship them, uh, confess his lordship over the situation and uh, rest in him, knowing that Father, you are the Lord, my shepherd, and you lead me beside still waters. You, you make me to lie down in green pastures. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, speak to your soul. And, um, and bring your soul to subjection to the word of God. That's what we do. Praise God. Uh, I have another question for you here uh, from Melanie. Uh, she says, as Christians, sometimes in the marketplace, we get wrapped up 
uh, in marketplace principles and uh, strategies, which in themselves may not be bad, but how do we maintain our stance uh, in God and keep listening to the Holy Spirit? What's the perfect uh, balance? So, um, so in marketplace, sometimes people get ripped off. Is that what she's in saying? marketplace? Uh, people sometimes get uh, all about uh, strategies and principles. And uh, almost to the exclusion of God and hearing, you know, from the Holy Spirit. Uh, yeah. So she's saying, as much as we need to hear from the Holy Spirit, we also need uh, these strategies and principles. How do we maintain that perfect balance? Yeah. So the the, the strategies and that's a very good question because we're people of faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. But there's a the part of those analogy of jaws is where sometimes those principles would be in. You know, you could have somebody who is just so good, the best analyst you've got. And, you, and you're like, wow, this analyst could become um, the CEO of the company one day. But the, if the analyst never learned and to increase their capacity, never learn how to build the strategy, never learn how to communicate a vision, never learn how to talk to the investors, never learn how to look at the financial tables and so on. The, 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 that person is not gonna be able to expand. So you do, it's not one to the exclusion of the other. You don't have some people who talk great faith all the time. And then you, you watch and watch and watch. He's like, no, 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 I won't put you over my company. Why? Because all you have is this thing that is not grounded in reality. So when you are walking in wisdom, which is where you're increasing your capacity and you're walking by faith, see, you increase your capacity, but you rely on God. That's Come the on. balance. You increase yeah. your capacity, but you rely on God. If God says, drop it now, you have no issues with dropping it but you build your capacity. Like I plan and plan, I plan sideways, upways, every which way. My wife says I have plans for 20 years, but I'm completely reliant on God. If God says, ah, throw all of that out, I throw it out, yeah. but I still plan it because I'm increasing my capacity. Wow, that's awesome. Man, that's a good answer right there. Uh, the third question we have here says, what are some of the ways you can cultivate patience, especially when you're under trial, probably when you're under pressure, so much pressure? Yeah, so the, very good question. Wow, well, your audience have amazing questions. Um, uh, the, the, um, the patience, if you look at James chapter one, right? It says, beloved, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations test trials and tribulations now we added that it's a way falling into diverse temptations which also could mean test trials and tribulations yeah. is the account is all joy so why is that knowing that the trying of your faith produces patience so if you actually want to cultivate patience when the trial and pressure comes that's where it's been developed it's your you developing muscle it's kind of like um when i talk to people who work out you know, maybe when I talk to Pastor Tafari about working out and stuff, he can tell me all about it. Oh, this is how you can build muscle. But if I never did the exercise, if I never exert myself under the pressure of a, of a dumbbell, maybe start with a dumbbell, you know, if I never do that, that muscle is there, but it would not be developed. 
So it is during the time of pressure and trial that you'll stay in the course that that patience is being developed in you. Man, that's powerful. Pastor Moses Akimbade, everybody, uh, originally from Nigeria, but he resides now with his family in Toronto, Canada. Man, what a powerful time uh, awesome. of uh, studying God's word tonight and just talking about uh, grace in the marketplace. Man, this has really been a blessing, not just to uh, the people that get on and watch, but to Chipo and I. This has been a really great uh, program. A really, I mean, just so many insights. I'm probably going to listen to the podcast uh, again tomorrow. Just so much, so much practical uh, knowledge that you can actually take and uh, get to use. It's a, it's, it's rare that you get to listen uh, uh, to a sermon that you get so much practical things. You know, getting a spanner that you can actually get to work. <laughs> you know, most of the times you're just getting fairy tales and motivation and inspiration. But tonight, man, thank you so much, Pastor Moses, uh, for bringing such a practical word. And that's one thing I like about your ministry is that everything is practical. And uh, those of you uh, who don't know this, but Pastor Moses is also one of the uh, uh, guests, uh, preachers at Caris Bible College in Toronto. I know you free, you uh, feature there a lot and teach in their healing school mm -hmm. as well. And uh, so if people want to follow your ministry and check out more about your ministry, where can they go? Uh, books, uh, products, any, anything of that sort, Pastor? Okay. Well, thank you so much. Uh, it's a privilege to join you. I've, I've, I've had an opportunity to watch uh, one of the uh, broadcasts in the last uh, couple of weeks, and it was a blessing for me watching you and Billy sharing. And we, we love you guys. And uh, uh, for those who did not know this, uh, uh, Pastor Tafara and Chipo were actually going to be with us at New Creation Church oh, in yeah. Toronto this month. This month. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> we could have been we in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> we were looking forward to it and uh, seeing what we were, you know, we we're going to do multiple services and all of that and before the oh, pandemic, man. you know, but uh, we, we hope to have you here uh, in the future when, um, oh, when we can travel again, you know, yeah. or maybe you're going to join us over the video. But um, to, for people who want to connect with what our ministry does, our website address is newcreationchurch.ca. And um, uh, you can find a lot of our teaching resources on there. And um, we are live also on Facebook at Pastor Moses. Or at, yeah, at Pastor Moses, we do a twice a week um, Bible study uh, every week on Wednesdays and Friday at one, uh, sorry, at 7 p.m., which is 1 a.m. in South Africa. Uh, yeah. But uh, that's where They'll people can get in touch with us. Yeah. They'll watch. <laughs> They'll have to watch the broadcast after. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but thank you so much, brother. Thank you so much for uh, blessing us tonight. You are really a blessing. And guys, next week we are back at it. Uh, we have a guest all the way from Cape Town, uh, the director of Caris Bible College uh, Africa, uh, Isaac uh, Okua. He's going to be here with us uh, uh, teaching and uh, having a grace in the marketplace discussion. And the week after on the 3rd of June, you don't want to miss uh, this one. We're going to have uh, a man from Kenya that I call the Steve Jobs of Africa. Uh, you don't want to miss this broadcast. It is going to be awesome. Uh, this guy's name is uh, Pastor Julian uh, Kiula, uh, but he's also in the marketplace and he has a uh, 
uh, a business in the marketplace that has about 190 million subscribers to it and it's all over the world and it's a product a technological product that was developed by him in Nairobi Kenya so you don't want to miss any of these uh, grace in the marketplace broadcasts uh, you are really gonna uh, be, be blessed but thank you so much pastor Moses and thank you everyone for joining us tonight I trust you God bless you good night bye-bye good night bye